Welcome to Photo Taco, the only show with photography tips you can learn in the time it takes to eat a taco, or perhaps a burrito. Photo Taco! Hey everybody, and welcome into a very special episode of Photo Taco. If you didn't realize it's a special episode, that means it's because you were not subscribed to the podcast. So make sure you go over and do that in whatever podcatcher, podcast app you want to use. Subscribe to the show so that you get all of the episodes and you don't miss one. Now, in this very special episode, I'm going to leave you in the very capable hands of Brian McGuckin, who has done a wonderful job in walking you through how to shoot fireworks, how to photograph fireworks. Shoot fireworks is a whole different thing. But here you go, 20 minutes of Brian explaining how you should do that. Hey guys, it's Brian McGuckin here. First, I want to thank uh, Jeff Harmon for allowing me to join in on this episode of Photo Taco. On this episode today, we're going to be talking about how to shoot fireworks. Uh, The 4th of July is coming up here in America, and that's a time for us to spend a lot of money burning it, basically, by uh, lighting things up and watching them explode. And the great thing about it is it can be very pretty at times. With that around here, I know that many of you also shoot off fireworks or have celebrations that involve them all around the world. Uh, recently, last month, uh, Improved Photography, we had a workshop where we were in China. And it was myself, uh, Jim Harmer, Nick Page, and Erica Kaufman. And uh, we were leading a workshop. And there was this one moment where we climbed to the top of these rice terraces, which basically, uh, if you're not familiar, a terrace is like uh, steps carved into the side of the mountain. We were at the top of it and we were shooting these rice uh, terraces and there's water on it. So really just a, a beautiful landscape area. And we just happened to be there on the one day that was their Dragon Boat Festival, which is a huge holiday that they celebrate there. They had thousands and thousands of these little tea light candles all lit up on every terrace. And it just was amazing. And then we found out ahead of time that uh, as we were, well, actually not really ahead of time, when we were there, we found out that they were going to be shooting off fireworks. And we thought, oh, this is going to be epic. This is so unbelievable to be standing there, this amazing view in front of us of these rice terraces and to know that they're going to be shooting off fireworks. So immediately you've got to be sitting there and you've got to think, okay, how am I going to do this? How am I going to capture these fireworks? We're sitting there and there were literally uh, hundreds of people uh, with their tripods all set up trying to capture these. I'm pretty confident that uh, myself, as well as the others from Improved Photography, probably got some of the better shots. I know one of the shots I got is probably one of my favorite shots that I've ever, ever captured. I thought, well, what a great opportunity to take a few moments and share about how to capture fireworks. Now, there are many different ways to shoot fireworks, or I guess not shoot the fireworks, but to shoot, meaning to capture, not to light them off. So I just want to give you guys a few go-to tips to kind of get you started. First, let's talk about recommended gear. I think most people would agree that if you're going to try to capture a, a picture of fireworks, you need to have a tripod. You're going to be probably shooting at slow shutters, and so you don't want there to be a lot of shake, a lot of movement, so you need to have a good tripod. Also, an assortment of lenses um, may be nice to have. The problem is you've only got about maybe 10 minutes at the most to capture these fireworks. And you're not going to have a lot of time to sit there and switch lenses on and off, uh, but you may want to. However, usually the go-to lens is some type of wide-angle lens. So 
for me, if I only could have one lens, it would be a 16 to 35. Uh, I think if I were to do this again, maybe I would have two cameras with two different lenses, one that is more of a, a zoom lens to just get me in for some fun tight shots, then also a 16 to 35. So the 16 to 35 is probably going to be, or some other wide angle lens is probably going to be the type of lens that you're going to want to use. It's also going to be helpful to have some type of shutter release remote, because with that remote, it helps you from pushing on the camera because when you push that button there's a good chance that you're going to get blur there's the timer that's built in but having a, a shutter remote just makes it a little bit easier and better for trying to capture what you want finally the other thing that you may want to have that's not necessary is some type of small uh, flashlight like a, a red flashlight and oh excuse me when i say flashlight i realize in china from some of the listeners that were on this trip that they call it a torch so for those of you that are my uh, overseas friends you may want a little torch with you to us, a torch is like a flame on a stick, but uh, so we call it a flashlight, but a red light is not going to be too distracting to others around you. But if you're not familiar with your camera, it might be nice might be nice to have some type of light just to kind of be able to see the settings on your camera and the dials and the buttons that you may need to change. That's basically it for your gear. Mainly you need a tripod and you probably would want some type of wide angle lens. The most important thing with capturing the fireworks is before it even happens. And that is to plan ahead. Planning, planning, planning is so important. One of the things that you often don't think about is checking the weather. Now you may think, oh, well, that's easy. You know, if it's raining, I'm not gonna go out and take pictures because maybe they're not gonna have it. But it's not so much about the rain as it is the wind because the wind will blow the fireworks in certain directions, but it will also blow the smoke from the fireworks. So you want to try to plan ahead to where the wind can be from your back, for the most part, to where you have basically your camera. After the camera, you're going to have the fireworks. And then on the other side of the fireworks is where the smoke hopefully is going to blow. Otherwise, you're going to have smoke in front of all the fireworks, and it's really going to be a hassle when you go to try to edit those images. So planning ahead, knowing kind of the weather and what direction the wind is blowing will be extremely helpful. Also, you kind of need to know where they're being shot off from as far as is it going to be uh, somewhere down low, you know, to the left of where you're going to be taking the picture or to the right. But before you even really figure that out, you should also think about what you want in the background. If you shoot from west to east to where your back is to the west and then the fireworks are to the east of you, then you're going to probably have a darker sky because the sun has already gone past that. If you shoot from the east to the west, there's a chance that you may still have a little bit of blue in the sky or a little bit of color. And really that all depends on what time the fireworks are shot off in your area. But that's just something kind of to keep in mind because you may want one effect more so over the other. But definitely knowing where the fireworks are going to be shot off from, um, where, where are you going to be? Uh, you want to make sure that you're there early enough because you're probably going to be fighting with other photographers. I know when we were on the top of these rice terraces, elbow to elbow, you're just, you're almost fighting for this space. You want to get somewhere early enough to make sure that you get your spot. However, there's another reason to get there earlier. You want to get early enough, not just to get your tripod set up and to get your spot, but also in order to compose your shot. Now, when you're taking pictures of fireworks, you know, a lot of times people look at the burst of it and that may be nice, but if you want a really good image, you should have something in the foreground. Something else should be in the image that kind of just shows the massive size of the fireworks or kind of gives the story behind it. 
So you want to have some type of subject in your shot. So maybe the subject is going to be landscape, such as was our case in China. We had the rice terraces down below. Or maybe the subject is going to be people. Maybe it's the crowd that's around you that's kind of looking up watching the fireworks go off. Uh, maybe you're going to kind of silhouette somebody or maybe having, having a child or a couple kids or somebody sitting in a lawn chair uh, just to kind, of, to kind of give just more of a story to that image. Once you decide what your subject is going to be, you want to go ahead and start to focus on it. It's easier to do this ahead of time before it's dark, so that's another reason to get there early, so that you can figure out your composition and you can get your focus locked in. Once you lock in your focus, you're going to want to turn off the autofocus, so that way it doesn't accidentally move in one direction or the other. Once you figure out what your subject is, you want to make sure that the horizon is level, but you also need to be aware of your position as far as where these fireworks are going to shoot off. Are you on the top of the mountains to where the fireworks may be up at your level or maybe even below you? Or are you down low in some valley to where the fireworks are going to be shot up high? Because that's going to have a lot to do with your composition and how you're going to shoot it. If you're going to shoot a landscape uh, style horizontally or if you're going to shoot vertically, more of a, a portrait in order to get the height in there. So those are just a couple things to think about. But once you get your focus nailed, you're going to want to turn off the autofocus and lock it down because you don't want the focus to accidentally move while you're pressing the, the shutter or changing any of the settings on the back. Then you also will want to manually focus to infinity, which you'll probably see a ring on your lens. And if you turn it to the infinity sign, somewhere around there usually is going to, uh, to give you the best focus from where you're focusing on off and into the sky. Now that you're ready, you've got your competition all set up, you're ready to shoot, it may be helpful to have a remote ahead of time. We mentioned that earlier. Um, whether it's a wired remote or a slave remote, just to help avoid any shaking when you're releasing the shutter. Shutter speed is probably one of the most important things to consider in your images. You need to think, what is it I'm trying to capture as these fireworks explode? The slower the shutter, it's going to create longer light trails. Uh, a shutter speed typically may be somewhere between six to eight seconds if you like the longer light trails or a faster shutter if you're trying to freeze it a little bit more. But typically somewhere between six to eight seconds will give you a real nice long trails from the fireworks as it explodes. Shutter speed really doesn't affect the brightness of the fireworks. They're not going to get any brighter or darker from that, and mainly just the trails that they have. But if you open the aperture, it can make the image a little bit brighter if you're underexposed or closing it if it's overexposed, or also adjusting the ISO. If you've got a release, a shutter release that's attached to the camera, you can easily shoot in bulb mode. Uh, it's another option that you can do when selecting your shutter speed is by you just switch it to ball mode. If you look at the shutter speed, typically when you go past 30 seconds, it will give you a B and that's typically your bulb mode. In this mode, the shutter will stay open as long as you keep the shutter button pressed or held down. Uh, this allows you to open the shutter at the beginning of the blast and then close it at the end. So that way you're capturing just the explosion of the fireworks. Now, you don't want to stand there and be pressing the button the whole time. If you have a shutter release, which may cost you about $30, it just will help to avoid any of the shake. And basically, you listen for the fireworks to go off, you kind of predict when it's about to explode, and then you hold it down, and then the fireworks are going off, and then as soon as the flames start to go away, then you just release it, 
and then you've captured just the explosion part of it. So that's if you're shooting in bulb mode, which is an option. You may hear some people tell you to turn your long exposure noise reduction on or off, and I would recommend that you just don't use it. The way the long exposure noise reduction works is that if you take a, a 10 second exposure, it takes a second one of the same amount of time, but just black. The shutter doesn't even really open. And then it merges those two together and blends the black one into the shadows where the first one was uh, to kind of avoid some of the noise. The problem is now you're missing 10 more seconds of the next fireworks going off. So, you know, when you've got about 10 minutes at the most of fireworks and when they're blasted off, you don't want to miss that. So I don't recommend that you use the long exposure noise reduction. Capturing the fireworks, you know, a lot of people sit there and you mess with all the settings trying to figure it out. So here are the quick settings. When I look at my image of the shot I got in China, I had my camera set to my ISO was 100, the aperture was f8, and it was six seconds. And I found that as I went through all my pictures, my favorite shots were at that setting. Maybe you want to do ISO 200, f11, somewhere between f8 or f16. You want to make sure that your, your ISO is kept low because you want to avoid as much noise as possible. You want the aperture to be somewhere probably between f8 and f16. And then seconds, that's kind of up to you, maybe somewhere between 6 seconds, 10 seconds, 8 seconds, whatever you feel more comfortable with. Um, just to get started. The main thing is get your camera set up to that and then pay attention and then make any adjustments. Watch the first one go off, look at it and think, okay, what adjustments do I need to make? Do I need to recompose? Because maybe the fireworks are shooting off in a direction totally opposite from what you thought. Um, maybe you need to zoom in more because they're not going as high as you, you would have expected or maybe you need to even zoom out. After that first shot, You'll have a few more minutes to the grand finale, typically. So go ahead and kind of just recompose to nail in your shot. And that's where you may need to use your little flashlight. But make sure you don't upset other photographers around you by shining that flashlight all over the place. So just keep that in mind. After you've nailed your settings and you feel confident about what you have, it's really all about the timing after that. You want to listen for the explosion of when the firework is first shot off. And then it may be five, six, seven seconds later before it actually explodes. You want to time that well. Now, I did not have my shutter released when I was in uh, China. So what I did was I just set my camera to my two-second timer. And I pressed the two-second timer. And then it would go off. And the shutter would be open for about six seconds. And then it would stop. And then I just did it again. And I didn't mind doing it over and over and over. However, if I would have had a remote, that would have been a whole lot easier and more enjoyable for me. One thing I strongly recommend is after you get a few good shots is change your composition. Too often, we keep the same composition for all the fireworks, and then it almost looks the same, except for just where the firework is exploding. Be creative, you know, change your composition a little bit. Don't be afraid to go from landscape to, to portrait. Don't be afraid to zoom in a little bit or zoom out, but do remember that when you zoom in or zoom out, and you've got that autofocus you know, turned off, you're gonna to have to adjust your focus as well. But there are so many different ways also that you can be creative. While the picture or while the firework is up in the air and your picture is being exposed, try maybe just slightly changing the zoom ring. Zoom in a little bit, zoom out a little bit, just to create a little bit of blur and, and watch the lines. You can go crazy with it if you want, but uh, it's just kind of fun to see just what, what that effect does. 
again, trying the compositions over and over so that you don't just have the, the same shot. But when you're doing that composition, don't just look at the fireworks. Look around you. Look for reflections that might be in the water. Look for reflections that may be in windows if you're, if you're near a town or the reflections off of somebody's sunglasses, which it's going to be a little bit more difficult to... Uh, to well, why would you wear sunglasses? I guess that night, but maybe somebody has glasses on, and so maybe you you've got another camera with you, so that way you can get shots of people or just the way that the lights, the different colors, light up their faces. Look for those reflections. Another kind of fun creative thing that you can do is during one long exposure, if you're using bulb mode or whatever you may be doing, is have some black piece of paper or cardboard and you can hold it in front of the lens while it's doing an exposure. So let's say you hear a firework go off and you start the exposure and you see the first one go ahead and and blast in the air and everyone's going ooh and ah, then go ahead and take a black piece of cardboard after the light has kind of gone out of those and just hold it right in front of the lens. You don't need to touch the lens, but just hold it in front of it and then just wait for the next firework to get ready to explode and then move that cardboard out of the way. And then you're going to capture the next one and the next one. And you can do it a few times. And it's almost like just having a double exposure or a triple exposure. And each time you do it, it's going to place the fireworks there. Now you need to be careful because if you do it too much, you're going to have fireworks overlapping and it may be a little bit distracting, but that's just another way that you can be creative with them. Another thing that you could do also is just manually change the focus ring while it's exposing. Before I said kind of zooming in and zooming out, but also just go ahead and play with the focus ring to where maybe you start with it in focus and then you slightly blur it a little bit while the shot's going off or vice versa. But you're going to have to be careful with that and how you move your hands, your fingers, because once you move it out of focus, remember again, you've got the autofocus turned off on purpose. And so you need to make sure that you get the focus back in. Now, some people may ask, well, where do I focus at? And I would say if you're shooting where there's a city far away or some type of landscape, you may want to focus on that landscape. And if you've got your lens set to set to infinity anyways, then the fireworks for the most part are going to be uh, in focus there in the background. One last thing to remember is that the first explosions, the first few fireworks are usually going to be the sharpest because there's less smoke that's already in the air. You know, the after more and more fireworks go off, you've got more and more smoke. And depending on your location where that smoke is, you're going to start to see clouds of smoke that are in your images, which could be a cool effect. However, sometimes it can also be a little bit of a bummer. So usually the first sets of fireworks going off are probably going to be the sharpest. There's so much there that I was throwing at you and there's so much more that we could talk about. And again, there are other ways that you could capture fireworks. But if you basically just turn your dial into manual mode, set your settings somewhere around ISO 100, F8 for six seconds as just a a reference point to start with and then make any adjustments from there. And I think you're going to get shots that you're really going to be happy with and that you're, you're going to be proud to show off your friends. Uh, Speaking of friends, I believe there was an article that Jim wrote a while back called Fireworks Photography Tips that will get your friends talking. You may want to jump on to improvephotography.com to check out that article. Also, if you want to see the shot I was talking about that I took uh, in China above the rice terraces, you can follow me on Instagram at Brian McGuckin. And you can see that image there as well as some other ones from our China trip. But uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to hopefully seeing people posting some fireworks shots uh, on our Facebook pages. We've got 
Improved Photography uh, podcast has their own. Uh, then this one, of course, the Photo Taco podcast. So if you're not on that page for that Facebook page, then jump onto that as well. All right. Well, thanks for joining me. And thank you especially to Jeff Harmon for letting me interrupt his, uh, his episodes to share this special episode. Views expressed on this program by independent host guests and callers do not necessarily reflect their views of improved photography LLC or its advertisers. Some links mentioned on this program are affiliate links where a permission is reserved. Olay!